Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When there is an official movement in the nation's capital, everything comes to a halt. Police motorcycles, police cars... Doesn't matter what side of town you're coming from, you get affected by it. So that's the beauty of living in the nation's capital. A lot of important people, a lot of important things happen in this territory. And don't for, don't think for one minute that the Washington, D.C. is not a U.S. territory. Because it's not a state. It's a U.S. territory. Unfortunately, all of us have to come here, it seems like, uh, every day for work. And when, every, when everything stops... It makes everything interesting. It brings you angst on a rainy Wednesday morning. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're off and running till 12 noon right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Coming up, anything but Commanders. Your chance to talk anything but Commanders. We do it every Wednesday at 920. Tyler Columbus, the former Washington Redskin, Denver Bronco, and Colorado Buffalo joins us coming up at 1120. That will be exhilarating to talk about with Tyler because we can talk about any number of topics with the former Washington offensive lineman. Yeah, he's not closely following his former organization, the Commanders, but we can ask him about the the whole locker room dynamic because he was here, obviously, during the thrust, if you will, <laughs> of the Robert Griffin, Kirk Cousins, like, you know, what quarterback, guys on different sides of the mm-hmm. aisle, maybe guys, the inner workings of the, tourma, uh, of the locker room and, and whatever, uh, but I reached out to Ty, you know, A, because he's a really good guy and a, and a good analyst, uh, but mostly because he played at Colorado. Uh, he just had Gary Barnett on, his former head coach at Colorado. Obviously, Coach Prime taking over, as we discussed during the 11 o'clock hour uh, yesterday. And then on top of that, of course, I thought we could talk a little Russell Wilson and whether Nathaniel Hackjob is going to be able to keep his job. Uh, past year one. But first of all, good morning, uh, Mr. Pedro, Maddie. Good morning, everybody. Yes, please be safe out there. It is an absolute nightmare. Don't want to spend really any time on it. It sucks. It's it's awful. Nobody should have to commute. Uh, the, just the word, d- d- just Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays when you throw in rain. Uh, nobody knows how to drive. Nobody knows how to handle it. But anyway, um, I, on my way in, had a weird experience. So how weird I, was it, Mister well, Wawa it, Coffee Man, in it, your hands? It, it, it is weird. So by I, the way, let me set the scene because yeah. this is radio, and I'm a play-by-play right. guy on the radio. This oh, is I, what I do. I, 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 okay, <laughs> yeah. My man wearing his Kent State hoodie, where the head coach Sean Lewis, by the way, just when, left to go be coach. He's the head coach at Kent right, State, right? Making four hundred grand. I know. He left there to go be Coach Prime's offensive coordinator. So that tells you how much money he's probably getting paid there as the OC. Not only that, but it also tells you what he what he thinks is going to happen by going to Colorado and working with Coach Prime. Absolutely. So imagine he put up ridiculous numbers with yeah. Dustin Crum, who yes. uh, I believe is still on the Chiefs practice squad because yeah. he played with them in preseason. Crum was ridiculous. Go back and look up the numbers if you're a Colorado Buffalo fan and you want to know what you're in for with him taking over at quarterback. But Russell's got his Kent State hoodie on. 
To his right, a 24-ounce cup, a holiday-decorated cup with snowflakes, red paint, white on the bottom of Wawa coffee. And further to his right, a 64-ounce bottle of Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale. Zero sugar. Zero sugar that he's pouring into the monument of all fast food cups, the clear 22-ounce cup from McDonald's. Actually, I have not poured this into that yet. This was left over from yesterday. Uh, it was a crystal light packet that just wasn't very strong. So I'm going to dump this out, rinse it out, put some ice in there, put some Canada Dry, sh- zero sugar, caffeine-free. I don't know why anybody would have anything caffeine-free because caffeine is the only thing that is literally keeping this Temple of Doom alive. <laughs> um, and I'm going to do that once I get tired of drinking coffee. Now, here's the adventure that I had part of the reason why I was a little bit late morning like a lot of bit late uh you still is, made it by the time the opening theme as well, long as you're here by the time the opening uh, theme starts that's I, a hell of an effort i know but you know what i mean it should not take anybody an hour and 45 minutes to get to work but part of the reason why it did take me a little bit extra is because i had to stop to get some wawa coffee because the line at my normal spot dunkin donuts where i live was 10 cars deep and it was going to take probably about knowing how how they are, it was probably going to take about 15 minutes. So I said, nope, I pulled out of the parking lot, boom, whatever. So I go to, well, I need gas, right? Because my gas, it's just dripping down uh, and counting down and all that good stuff. So I said, well, I really like the coffee at Wawa as well, so I'm going to go get gas and coffee at the Wawa. Well, I go to the coffee bay, right? I, I put my light cream, okay, this is very specific, not heavy whipping cream, not Half and half, not Irish whipped cream, not any of that nonsense, right? Nothing with sugar, whatever. I put my light cream into the bottom of the cup. I pour the holiday spice coffee. I check the date on the light cream. It's a January something or other. I smell it because I'm just a coffee snob aficionado. (laughs) I pour it in. I put my sweet and low in. I pour my hot coffee in. And all of a sudden, at the very top, Pedro, I see some curdling. I don't know if it was actual curdling or if it was like the, you know, the hot and the and the cold of the cream because they mm-hmm. keep it, you know. And I know the cream was good in terms of the date and in terms of the smell. But sometimes what happens is when you open up a dairy product, people are familiar with this, right? You could have a date of X, Y, and Z date. But if you open it up and then it sits around for more than, say, a week or a couple of days, even five, six days, sometimes you get a little, a little, uh, uh, what's the right word? Uh, some stuff, basically. That's the cleanest way I could say it. Building up in the dairy product. Well, that happened in my coffee. So then, right, your boy said, listen. I, I can't drink this. I can't get sick. Whatever. I, I, get me a new cup. The problem was I had taken the last of the holiday blend coffee. <laughs> so she had to brew. She had to finish brewing the holiday blend coffee. And even though they had other choices there, she's like, oh, it'll it'll be 30 seconds. And it took like four extra minutes. And by the time I got out of there and I looked at my GPS, the GPS said 851. And I was like, oh! you know, because you never know what GPS is, right? <coughs> Excuse me, they're pretty accurate, but 
you know, one accident after your GPS says whatever it says can generally change it dramatically, right? And especially with rain and all the congestion and volume and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, your boy got a fresh cup of coffee, but instead of putting the cream in first, which I generally like to do because it naturally stirs it, mixes it together, I put the cream in last because I was wondering if the hotness of the coffee made the cream kind of... <laughs> Uh, kind of weird up a little bit. Fizz, um, I, I curdle? Got, curdle up. I mean, that's what it looked like, but I don't know. I don't know if it was bad, Matt. You drink. You don't drink coffee, right? M- much Very, coffee, right? I, I drink iced coffee pretty okay, much. That's right. It. You drank iced coffee. I saw you the other day. You drink more hot coffee than. Uh, I mean, you don't drink a lot of coffee. I drink hot coffee every day. Me and Cakes from the Junks. We have a little coffee soiree out in the uh, out in the bullpen area. Uh, I, I drank a lot of hot coffee. I drank an entire pot of freaking hot coffee yesterday afternoon when I got home because I was so exhausted and I had work to do, show planning, writing, what have you to do that I, j- I, I, I literally drank a whole pot. I am floating on caffeine, okay? Um, and then I wonder why I get up 14 times a night and I can't stay asleep because, well, anyway, I did the hot coffee first with the sweet load, then the cream. Bam. So I don't know. A different different quart of cream. She got rid of the old one. I told her exactly the problem. Put the cream in on top of the hot coffee. It either was a better quart of cream for whatever reason, even though they all had the same date, mid-January, uh, and they all smelled fine, and it didn't curdle up. It didn't, like, congeal up or whatever that, that thing that I'm – if anybody drinks hot coffee and knows what – what I'm talking about, I'm sure you've experienced it before. You go to any like major coffee distributor that where you do the cream and and the accompaniments, and this happens just from time to time, and it happened to your boy, and it made me a couple of extra minutes late, or I would have had, I would have had five extra minutes, six extra minutes, whatever mm-hmm. extra minutes it was. Anyway, I got my coffee. I'm fueled up. Uh, I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to talk to you for the next two hours and 47 minutes. It is always good to see you, my friend. The, the, a man that could buy you all the coffee yeah. in the world that you want right now is Aaron Judge. Uh, yes. Good for him. By the way. Bad um, for baseball, though, you know, I think. I, I swear, if I'd had to do it all over again, I'd have my daughter – uh, throw overhand as opposed to underhand, uh, you know, as a pitcher. You know, she throws underhand from 43 feet. Instead, I'd teach her how to throw her overhand from 60 feet. Why? Because you could be like Justin Verlander and make two Just years $87 million? Insane money going around baseball. And, I, and, and again, look. With, the Nationals are right in the middle of it, though. Well, with what's happening here, though, it gets further, it gets further, uh, you know, spotlight on the fact that, you know, again, you look at the Philadelphia Phillies roster right oh, now, yeah. okay, uh, and you have two of the more popular people that were here. I, I don't care what I don't care if they boo him now. When Bryce Harper was here, mm-hmm. you cheered like hell for the guy. Trey Turner, incredibly popular, turned down more money from the Padres. Why doesn't anybody look? San Diego is one of the greatest cities on this planet. Okay, yes, I was there. The one ice storm they had over a fifty-five year period in March of two thousand four. That's incredible. Um, but the one ice storm. That every they had. other time I've been there, it, it's like paradise, yeah. man. It's like the greatest place, not named Hawaii, and I've been there. And Hawaii's beautiful, 
But San Diego is probably the next best city. Uh, and nobody wants to go there. Everybody turns down their money. Trey Turner turned down $342 million. The Padres made a big offer. Aaron Judge said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I don't understand why. And Josh Bell just left. Josh Bell to left to Cleveland, Cleveland. Of all places. Yeah, but but I'm, and I know the California state tax and all that yeah. other stuff. But my God, if you're making three hundred sixty million dollars, yeah. even if you give up forty percent of that, you can't live on sixty percent of three hundred sixty million or whatever. Do you think it's people don't want to go to San Diego? Do Do people not want to buy an electric car eventually in that state because I mean, that's where they're pushing you? I don't know. I, but I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to San Diego. A to play with Juan Soto, number one, and B they have spent. I mean, they brought Musgrove home. Home, gave him a big fat deal. They have you, Darvish. Tatis uh, got over three hundred. Exactly. Um, uh, Manny Machado obviously had no problem so, I mean, going it, from so Baltimore got, to L.A. to San right, Diego. It's not like the Padres of the seventies that almost moved here. In right. fact, in the seventies, the Padres National League had approved the Padres to move to D.C. Mm-hmm. They had gotten uniforms made here in D.C. with beautiful powder blue, just like the football team in San Diego, uh, now L.A. That powder blue. It was powder blue with red and white. It was a gorgeous-looking uniform. 1973. Go back and research the – the. in fact, they've got the uniform in the press box mm-hmm. up at National Park. Yeah, I Park. think I've seen it, yeah. So the Padres had actually been approved to move to D.C. Mr. McDonald's, Ray Kroc, was going to move them here. And unfortunately, they didn't move here. Uh, so we had 49 to wait. years ago. Right. We had to wait a little longer for a baseball team. You know how I know that? Because you're 49. Well, yeah. You're born in 73? Right. Yeah. Legend was born then. Yeah. I Specifically bet. on September 19th. That a boy. A legend in my but, own mind. Uh, well, you know, as long as you're a legend in somebody's mind, that's right. all that matters. Well, so that would If you're meant, a legend in somebody's mind, you can be a legend. That so, would have meant that Juan Soto wouldn't have had to go anywhere, right? Because. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, but here's the thing I don't understand why nobody nobody wants San Diego's money. Nobody I wants to move to San Diego. That. Dude, that is paradise. I mean, we, first of all, we don't know about the structure of the contract, right? It could Excellent have been, point. It, it could have been backloaded, it could have been sure. front loaded. Who, who knows? But I mean, Trey, but Turner, maybe Trey, Turner, Trey Turner turned down three forty-two for three hundred because essentially he wanted to move back to the East Coast. Well, that number one. Where is he from again? I can't. Well, remember. I played. He played college baseball at NC State. I know. Right, that. I remember that. Is he from North Carolina? I can't remember. No, I don't think he's from there. But let's see. I can't remember where he was actually raised. I guess born different than raised, but maybe he's from Florida. Oh, okay, right. He's born in Florida. Maybe he just like. Maybe it's just like Bryce Harper and JT Rail Muto a little bit better than Juan Soto. I don't know. I have no idea. I, would, I think it was more East Coast, but that's. Okay. You know. I wouldn't say nobody wants to go to San Diego. Now, the problem for the Nationals is nobody's coming here for a, uh, unless they have no other choice. Meaning, if you're of a certain quality and a certain talent level, i.e., Trey Turner, uh, you know, of course, Aaron Judge, for, I forget about that. What I'm saying is, is there was a time, there was a period of time, eight, nine year period of time where the Nationals were in on every prominent free agent. It really started with Mark Teixeira when they bid for him before they got Jason Worth and lost out on him, which led to Jason Worth, which then, of course, led to the changing, if you will, of the and then landing Max Scherzer for what at that point was a sweetheart deal, even though people criticized it. And you know, uh, the various other – well, by not bringing back any of these guys and by trading away guys two years before they hit free agency, what Nationals fans and what 
critics don't understand when when look, I, I'm not gonna call the learners cheap. I, I did that earlier in my career. Uh, I, I'd like to think I'm more reasonable right now and more responsible right now. But to say that they're, while they're not cheap, they are frugal. They are frugal and they are bargain shoppers. And they are obviously in a very, very, very weird spot right now in between potentially selling, not potentially selling, all mass and deal. Nobody goes to the games anymore. They didn't get to reap their rewards. They don't have the good TV deal. Uh, You know, they got people bidding all over the place. Who knows what exactly is going to happen? But everybody wants to go to the Phillies. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to go to the Phillies. Guess what? Well, remember, when they changed ownership, they talked tough. They talked like, yeah, we're going to spend a bunch of money. And they didn't really do it at the start. Then they went after Harper, got him. Now they spent a lot of money that first offseason with Harper, and and, uh, they they made the trade for for J.C. Real Muto. Muto. They signed Jake Arrieta. But now... Now they're going after the right people. Yes. Because Zach Wheeler has Zach Wheeler, been a sure. huge help for them. Sure. Taiwan Walker, who they just got yesterday, four Absolutely. for 71, is going to help bolster that rotation. They've they lost still, a couple of guys. They still need bullpen arms. Yes. They still need bullpen arms if you're going to take them as a uh, as a contender again, you know, with a chance to beat the Braves and beat the Mets because those teams are going to be good. I mean, look, the, those top three teams in the NL East are going to be absolutely – I mean, if somehow the Braves can figure out how to bring back Dansby Swanson, if they can figure out how to do that, I mean, those three teams are going to be held to deal with uh, in the National League well, East. Well, that's just the point, though, right? Everyone kind of wants to – or not everyone, but a lot of people now want to go to the play how many for runs, the Philadelphia How many Phillies? runs is Turner going to score a in lot. that lineup? Um they want to go to the Phillies, the Mets, then the Braves, and, and then the Nationals are at least fourth in terms of just the division, never mind the National League or never mind all of baseball. Nobody wants to come here anymore right now because they know they're not p- getting paid egregiously or market value or over market value. I'm sorry. I mean, I love a lot of the guys. I mean, I was going back and forth with our, our pal from Talk Nats, uh, you know, yesterday. And, and and again, I will not call the learners cheap. The, the payroll over the last decade plus would tell you that they're not, quote unquote, cheap. But they run a hardcore business. They run a hardcore budget. And they see, they see the amount of losses that this team has incurred since winning the World Series on the field and off the field. And so, I mean, you can't even put a price on how much money they did not get because of Correct. the pandemic and the season after the World Series, where your season ticket base is definitely going to jump, your merchandise sales are going to be out of this right. world. But what hurts you just as much as that, to be fair, is losing 107 games. Well, Even, even right. though you have... A lot of promise for the future in terms of the farm system. Fans don't pay for a farm system. They don't pay major league prices no, but if you, for a, fa- for if you, a reloaded Chris, farm if system. If you reap the benefits and, and, and have the revenue from the post-World Series yes. push, there is, Mike can go to them and say, look, That's fair. I need to spend money on these things to keep us competitive. And the learners can say, okay, That's we have the revenue on hand to do that. That's fair. The problem was there was no revenue on hand, so the the learners who are fiscally responsible is the way I would put put, put it from a business standpoint. 
they're not going to pay huge out of pocket, you know, right now uh, on this franchise with the amount of revenues that they did not incur in the post World Series bump in 20 and then obviously 21. And it put Mike in an awkward spot to have to make those moves. The move that they did not make with Bryce Harper, they did make with Juan Soto. Now, in the end, Time is going to be the time is going to tell us whether that proved to be a good move or not. Obviously, Juan didn't play well in San Diego. That doesn't mean he's not going to, you know, play well once he gets a chance to restart, start over, you know, in spring training as a part of a, a pretty good lineup there. They're eventually going to get Tatis back uh, as part of that group too. Then you're really going to get an opportunity to see how strength strong that lineup uh, can be. But only time is going to tell whether the Nats were smart or not. Uh, making the Juan Soto trade because everybody really chastised them for not making the Astros trade. They they killed the learners for blocking the Astros trade or the Astros trade when Mike had a deal for Harper uh, in place at that time. You know, so they still ended up winning a World Series even without Bryce. But now, now Mike is in charge of trying to rebuild a team with a very significant and probably clear line of delineation from a spending standpoint until the learners and or Ted Leonsis or another group can come to an agreement on a potential sale. It's a bad, bad spot to be in, but at least last night in the draft lottery, they got the number two pick overall, they so did. they got a chance to add another good young piece because had they picked like fifth or sixth, mm-hmm. that would have been a disaster because, yeah, you're still going to get the potential of a good player there, but if you lose – 90 games again and you're in bottom five, you can only pick as high as seven next year because Major League Baseball's completely overreacted uh, to the, quote, tanking by some organizations by not allowing you to pick in the top six in back-to-back years. The new system, you know, de-emphasizes a team's ability to get better because they don't get top draft picks. Right. So but they that also, makes no they, sense. But this is a reaction to the baseball players union bitching, screaming, whining, complaining, moaning about teams not spending any money or their luxury uh, tax money or what have you, and 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 that's what it is a direct result of. And look, the Nationals to get the number two spot last night. We'll, we'll come back and we'll talk more about uh, that and Aaron Judge and anything but Commanders uh, for the remaining part of this hour. Don't. Don't worry, we got plenty of Commanders coverage, and uh, Pete mentioned Tyler Columbus in the 11 o'clock hour. But Judge going to uh, or staying with the Yankees, the Nats landing the number two pick. There's rumors out there about Jordan Lyles. We'll see uh, where that goes. But I want to qualify something on the other side about the learners and about what you just said and what I said in kind of bridging the gap here, if you will, during this tremendously awkward transition, we think to new ownership, but not guaranteed to new ownership by any stretch. Nobody from that organization has ever come out and said, we are selling the team for sure. Nobody has ever said that. Everybody just runs around. Same thing with the commanders. They're selling, they're selling, they're selling, they're selling, they're selling. We have no actual evidence to say that they are definitely selling. Coming up, anything but commanders, our anything but commanders Wednesday segment, 920. You name the topic. We'll talk about it with you. Touchdown at 10, Ron Rivera on his quarterback that now everybody seemingly wants to replace. The problem is who you replace him with may not be better than the person that's playing the position. And in the 11 o'clock hour, we talk with former Washington offensive lineman Tyler Columbus. All that and more between now and noon 
right here on Russell and Matt Hurst on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. ABC, it's easy as one, two, three, or three oh one, two, three, oh zero nine eighty, however you want the numbers. Players bet on themselves. Sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Aaron Judge turned down seven years, two hundred thirteen from the Yankees before last season. He wins nine years, three hundred sixty million dollars. He had a season for the ages. He's turned allegedly, according to JP Morosi, turned down more money elsewhere. I wonder if the Padres got stoned again. With a more off, more money offer. Well, supposedly Passon said that he flew into San Diego last night. Yeah, right? to, to reconsider. Giants, Yankees, Padres right. were the final three. Right. And I know he was a little annoyed. Uh, I guess he was at the Buccaneers game. I saw a picture of him and his wife um, on uh, Monday night. Uh, and I guess he was quoted. I didn't see the actual quote, but the headline basically said he was annoyed at the Yankees. Because the fans were turning against him and basically calling him selfish. And then yesterday, uh, before we get back to the Nats, yesterday afternoon, mm, right around, I want to say 4 or 5 o'clock, could be. Heyman, some, Heyman jumping the right, gun. Yeah. And, and listen, first of all, he called him arson judge. Okay. <laughs> Which in and of itself well. is going to lead to a bunch of. You know, gifts and bits and memes and all that stuff, right? Uh, So that's number one. Uh, It happens. Trust me, I've made plenty of mistakes. I'm not criticizing John. But now everybody took it as John Heyman was reporting that Aaron Judge was definitely going to the Giants. Now, I understand how if you read the tweet and you don't just pause for one second and you don't, like, go, oh, wait wait a a second, a Arson Judge appears headed to the Giants or to Giants. Appears headed to Giants. Not Arson Judge signed, just signed with the Giants, just agreed to terms with the Giants, mm-hmm. is definitely going to the Giants. Everyone took that report between the arson part and appears headed and ran with it and went gaga and went crazy that Aaron Judge was going, I mean, that he was going to the Giants. And I, you know, of course, when you see something like that from somebody as credible as John Heyman is, right, you think, well, even if it's worded a certain way so that he's trying to catch himself in case it doesn't happen or in case he changes his mind, appears headed means just that. Like, somebody, I'm sure, told him, hey, it looks like Ars- uh, Arson Judge is going to sign, you know, or, <laughs> or, or, or agree with the Giants. Now, again, could he have done a better job and checked with somebody? Sure, absolutely. We could talk about reporting one-on-one all we want, but people took appears headed as some sort of definitive declarative statement when absolutely that is not definitive and not declarative. And then himself, John Heyman, shortly thereafter got rid of the arson judge one, but of course the internet never dies. Uh, and sh- and said, well, my bad, I jumped the gun. Uh, the Giants said they haven't heard from Judge. Now, listen, he's and they basic- went, by the way, they went out and signed Mitch Hanniger, right? Probably as a little bit of a safety net, you know. So they had another, or you know- because they 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 knew that they 
maybe they, they were at getting that point, they were, right. They were out, maybe. Exactly. So they so and I said late last night during the Maryland game, I said, Oh, it's just the slugger that nobody expected the San Francisco Giants to sign today. Yeah. Right. Uh my point being is like Heyman came out and said then. Giants say they have not heard on Aaron Judge. My apologies for jumping the gun. So he basically torched himself in a way, no no pun intended with the Arson Judge thing, by saying, look, I jumped the gun. But the way he wrote it, maybe I'm wrong. The way he wrote it, when I first saw it, I didn't think appears to be heading was or appears headed is any sort of declarative statement. Now, it's a indication. It's a, hey, the Giants uh, have emerged. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly... It's not right. It's a, it's a, it's, you know... Uh, the, is it a faux pas? The objection would come from the opposition counsel saying, trying to lead the witness. Okay, Appears That's to fair. be headed to the Giants. That's fair. That way he could come back if he, if he, if he signed with them and he, they could say, well, John Heyman had it first because he said he appears. Yeah. You know, to be headed, just like, okay. you know, when you're out on the beat, you know, you cover Washington, you'd get some information from an agent because all of you guys are connected with agents here in town. If the agent says my client looks like we're headed to Minnesota, right. you would say Appe- it appears player X is headed to Minnesota because you you trust that source. And then at the last minute, you know, say Chicago comes in and offers a great right. deal. And they're like, "Whoa, that's a deal like J.D. McKissick, you know. Well, and, and, that's why the going agent, to and that's why the agents all want that information out there in, in many cases. Creates a market for their Because it creates a last-minute yes. market, and it ups the price. It's Somebody called, might make a panic move and offer you even more money. Absolutely. It's inflation. And that's why you all and, – and, and honestly, that's why I'm glad I got out of that business because I couldn't take that. I, 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 like, I did not want to be used as a pawn piece for inflationary – spending and market control because then fans get pissed at you when it when you have nothing to do with it whoever told John Heyman that was trying to basically get a the Yankees, Yankees probably or San Diego to, to, or yeah. San Diego to step up at the last minute and blow the Giants out of the water now listen we could sit here with semantics and what I don't think it's great for baseball that that Aaron Judge stays with the Yankees because, you know, the Yankees are still, even though they haven't won a world championship in 14 years, 13 years, whatever it is, the Yankees are still the Yankees, right? I don't want the Yankees to be, you know, I want the Yankees to have a $200 million payroll and not win the World Series every year. That's the way I kind of look at it. But a lot of people are so tired of the Yankees and the Yankees-Red Sox and the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball or Fox Saturday Night Baseball all the time that people – like, it would have been cool to see Aaron Judge some fresh blood with the San Francisco Giants. And what's interesting is the Giants, right, had the big year two years ago, not great last year – but they also have like money to spend, right? San Francisco is an enormously expensive area. Um, it is. I mean, the ballpark. Obviously, they they they've fallen on some tough times over the last couple of years uh, because they had three years in a row where they stunk. But I mean, the ballpark for eight nine years, whatever it was, was filled to the gills. I mean, like they have money to spend. They were poking around hard on Bryce Harper. Remember mm-hmm. four years ago, yeah. and they haven't been able to reel in a big fish for what? Like you talk about San Diego, nobody wanted to go. Nobody seems to want to go to San Francisco, 
And that's one of the most beautiful ballparks. Expensive Beautiful area, settings, though. but very expensive. But again, even, when you're making $300 when, million, dollars, know, does but, it really matter? I know, but 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 you know what? All of these agents and the marketing people say, hey, listen, Aaron, Bryce, uh, fill in the blank. Hey, you know, if you, if you can get, if you can get, uh, Three hundred and five million, just using a number mm-hmm. from the Giants, but you can get two ninety from the Texas Rangers, just using a. There's no or the Arizona not not to say that this is accurate. No income tax, much cheaper to live. Sure. You know, sure. you you get that. Of course, if that was the case, Tampa and Miami would have everybody. Well, and but, people but, still don't go there, right? Either. But but again, we're talking about. I'm I'm not talking about like three oh five in San Francisco, and then taking a seventy five million dollar deal yeah, with the I mean, Tampa the, Bay Rays. Obviously, the Rays and the Marlins yeah. would never go that high I mean, in terms the, of annual value. But I the mean, the Rays with Zach Eflin last week, right? They signed him to a forty year three, forty million three for forty forty million dollar deal. You know that was the biggest free agent deal they've made since uh, signing. Um, uh, in, in their before they even played a game, the yeah. left-hander that came from Chicago, that Wilson was, it was Wilson, Wilson Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Um, they had signed him to like a three-year, thirty-five million dollar deal. That was the biggest free agent deal they've ever made. Forty million dollars. Think about that, right? So there's really, I mean, I understand what your point is, but I'm just saying, like, as long as it's reasonably close, an agent is going to look and say, listen, why would you want to pay? Uh, because here, 25% in the, like, remember what Bradley tax. Beal said. Bradley Beal said he basically had no offers from teams that he knew he could go and win with. Aaron Judge had three teams that com- could could easily compete. Uh, Padres definitely can compete. Giants, they're sort of there. They're close, but that is, I mean, trying to unseat the Dodgers in the West is, is a is a hell of a. I mean, that's a tall task. It really is. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I, I mean, listen. I, and not that the Yankees don't have competition from right. Toronto and, uh, at least right now, Toronto and Tampa in the AL East. And Baltimore's going to be a lot better. Baltimore's certainly going to be better. I mean, He'll be feisty. I mean, I mean, they're not signing any $300 million free agents, I don't think. But Baltimore has, has, Baltimore has benefited or been a shining example of what Major League Baseball is trying to avoid. Yeah, I wonder if they were trying for yeah. five or six right. years and and you know and you that's average what, eight thousand people frankly, a game. That's what Mike Rizzo wants to avoid here yes, in Washington. I, and I understand that's that. That's what be, he because, wants because his I'm telling you it, internally, knowing both people, okay, Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez hate like heck to lose. They don't want to lose. Clearly there are business parameters that they've got to stay within right now. But that still doesn't mean you have to accept it. But now it really puts a lot of pressure on Davey and his staff. Player development during spring training, players in the offseason getting better, and some of these young players almost, I mean, you know, Davey was, you know, really praising De La Rosa uh, on the MLB Network the other day, watching that piece uh, with Davey. And some of these young players, remember, they were not afraid to promote Bryce Harper and Juan Soto at very young ages, and they were right. Both players were terrific. That doesn't mean they won't promote. They've already brought Abrams up. That doesn't mean they might not bring up a Hassel, yeah. a De La Rosa at some point. If those guys are better than the options they have in camp or at some point the way those guys are performing uh, on the major league level, those guys can't be any worse. No. And maybe even people get a little bit excited to yeah. come out to the ballpark and maybe. watch those players maybe. more so than people they've watched not carry their weight 
on the big league level. I mean, listen, there's a difference, though, bringing them up when there's no expectations and there's no pr- real pressure. Sure, understand. Um, so, so, yes, they could do that. And then mix in the number two overall pick at some point down the line, and who knows how long that will take. And who, I mean, that, won't, that pick won't even be made until, what, July? Uh, so, you know, way down the line. But I'm just saying... I, I, there's a cost and a benefit to all of it, right? I, I, like the benefit to losing 107 games, you get the number two overall pick. Now, some people say they got screwed, obviously, because of this whole lottery system where they didn't get the number one overall pick despite the record. All that, I mean, we could sit here and debate that forever and ever and ever. The bottom line is, is I understand what Major League Baseball is trying to do. Whether it's right, wrong, I don't know. This, whatever. The The Nationals will be fine long-term, the question is, is how long does it take to get there? Who will be the owners when they get there? Will Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez be around when they get there? Those are all the questions I don't have the answers to. I don't think we have the answers to, but at least, listen, at least they got the number two overall pick. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse under the new system. 301-230-0980. We'll get your thoughts here in our Anything But Commanders segment coming up. Top of the hour, Washington's Ron Rivera talking about Taylor Heineke. Tyler Columbus joins us at 1120. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're live 9 to noon every day here on the Team 980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Trending what it is. Mr. Russell has it for us. All right, so as we've been mostly talking about, Aaron Judge and the Yankees come into agreement on a nine-year, $360 million deal after he flirted leaving for San Francisco and perhaps even San Diego. San Diego. Cody Billinger, former NL MVP, and the Cubs reaching a one-year, $17.5 million deal. Meanwhile, the Phillies, as Pete mentioned earlier this hour, signing uh, now former Mets right-hander Taiwan Walker to a four-year, $72 million deal. That obviously on the heels of the Trey Turner signing, so the National League champions are not slowing down. How about Baker Mayfield claimed off of waivers yesterday by the Los Angeles Rams? They they play on Thursday night football. He could play in that game, according to Adam Schefter. Weird. Capitals back in action tonight in Philadelphia as they round out this long six-game road trip. Seven o'clock face-off, 106-7 the fan, 645 on the coverage. And the U.S. men's national team and their manager, uh, Greg Berhalter, uh, is thinking about a contract moving forward with U.S. Soccer Federation, according to reports. And that's what's trending. Tough loss for the Terps last night at Wisconsin. Didn't shoot it well. And Wisconsin just makes you play a mind-numbing game. You have to have patience, mental toughness against them because they can frustrate the heck out of you with their style of play. And they they were successful in that. Even though Maryland didn't shoot it well, they were still only down two at the half last night. But uh, obviously the first loss of the season for Kevin Willard's team. We'll see how they bounce back from that. Illinois had a hell of a come from behind win. They were down by five in the final 40 seconds to Texas. Got it to overtime. And the Illini got the victory in that one. Maryland, of course, knocking off Illinois in their Big Ten opener. Let's get some phone calls in here before we get to touchdown at 10. We go to line one. Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Uh, hang on one second. Motorcade trap. One of the things I don't miss from working at home, definitely. Uh, dude, that was brutal. 
I mean, I, and wow. I, you know, I think it's probably what caused Chris some grief on the other side of town, and then it came at me, obviously, because they're headed to Andrews. But I mean, it's just there's nothing you can do. I mean, all traffic stops. They cut off every intersection, and you're paralyzed there for a few minutes. Yeah, and Pete, on that uh, Padres coming to Washington thing, I don't know if you remember this. They printed some misprinted baseball cards on those. Oh yeah, I have a few. They I ha- have a few of those. Yeah. yeah, I have a few. They're they're worth a pretty penny, definitely. Um, your your UGA tweet, Pete. I didn't I didn't get where you were going with your UGA tweet. Uh, well, I mean, Jeff, all you have to do just search Georgia. <laughs> You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't see this, but oh. I I know what you're talking. Because I mean, all we all we instead of talking about Stetson Bennett, talking about Georgia football, it's just been uh, you know Raphael and Herschel, you know, for the last <clears throat> you know six months. So finally, yeah, it was funny when I when I was down there Saturday. I'm like. I click on the TV to watch game day. Every ad is back to the political ads, and I was like, "Ah, it's enough of this." Right, no exactly. Way. So I'm just saying, it's 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 uh, you know, yeah. it's safe now. I mean, I just now, I, I now, hate I hate politics. And it's probably a bad you know, it's probably a bad take on my part, but I just I just hate no. politics. That's why no, I love it's, sports. It's a take I, it's a take the majority of the country is starting to agree with you. I certainly do. And uh, so, along with Aaron Judge. We got Lamar betting on himself, and he's hurt now. This is going to be a very interesting outcome. It's two years in a row now he's gotten hurt. Uh, clearly, Baltimore, again, Baltimore has the trump card because they can tag him if they choose to do so. So, and I, I mean, again, we can get into the merits of Lamar Jackson can get you to the postseason. I don't think there's any question about that. If you put a good team around him, too, you know, you, I mean, he can't do it by himself. Uh, but, you know, he's going to try like heck to get you there. I mean, you can't fault the effort of the player. That player gives you great effort all the time. Right. But, uh, I mean, look, this is two years in a row now that he's gotten injured. And, uh, again, when you bet on yourself, that's part of the risk uh, as you try to achieve the reward. This is why when people in the media and fans say there's no there's no downside, there's no, you know, oh, he's going to bet. Sometimes it works out like Aaron Judge. And sometimes yep. it works out like Lamar Jackson. And, I'm just saying, know, along, I mean, along with no agent and his mom as the advisor, exactly. um, it is impossible to believe that the Steelers are favored by three points on Sunday. But I, I think that line may move a little bit, but that shows you the power of him being out. Yep. Uh, hey, Jeffy, real quickly before we let you, I, I, I hear congratulations is in order. You're going to come in and produce Russell and Medhurst. Oh, I won! I won that auction for your best buddies thing. I always give money to things like that. Nice. So I want to try to work it out. So someday in April and May, yes, when yes. there's June start for a Nats game, we'll round up all three of you guys and just walk. Well, across. we're looking to get rid of Essig. So do you want to take over? <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. No. You, you no, don't want you, you don't want to take over. No, you. After all he's dealt with with the phones this year, there's no way you can get rid of that. <laughs> and dealing and dealing with the knucklehead that's asking you all these questions. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, it, it, Matt Matt needs a huge year end bonus for, for dealing with those well, phone Pete, issues. Well, Pete makes a lot more money than I do, so he's going to provide the big part of the bonus. And... Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, you, you guys have a great day. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate you. Chris and Hyattsville, which is it LSU? Is it Tennessee? Is it the shortstop from Ole Miss? Where are we going with the number two pick? Uh, nobody knows. You've got an entire season of baseball to play. All the predictions about who's going to be the best player are way too far in advance. But, uh, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm just checking my Twitter. Uh, John Heyman is reporting that 
It appears that Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> and he would be right. <laughs> right. Did he, did he um, at least spell Santa right? Uh, actually, he spelled it Satan. Satan oh, yeah. Claus. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, um, so, so listen, uh, yeah, the number two pick, the number one pick, whatever. Uh, as I, every, We all know how the Nationals are economically challenged. And if you want to blame anybody, you should be blaming Bud Selig, not the Nationals, not the learners. He was the one who crafted that deal with uh, Satan incarnate Peter Angelos. Uh, so that they could essentially slurp up all of the Washington franchise's revenue, like the guy from, um, you know, who drinks your milkshake. I can't remember that movie. There will be blood. Okay. And and this, this is the thing. So in light of those circumstances, Rizzo and company have got to be better at identifying young talent, specifically young pitching talent. And they've got to, hit some home runs there. They've got to cash in on some of these chips. You can't draft Eric Fetty or Seth Romero or, uh, you know, what's his name? Crow or all these guys, yep. you know, guys who either get injured, yep. never, never become uh, stars and expect to remain competitive. The, once they decided, okay, we're a legitimate franchise. We're going to start uh, competing. They, they were not going to get top level picks every year. So they had to start getting better at drafting. Well, they didn't. They need to get better at selecting young talent. They've done very well in the international pool with you know international players like Soto. You could say what you want about Robles, but I really like some of the young international players. But whatever they're doing there, they need to find that recipe and repeat it here uh, domestically because they're, they're just not as good as some of the other teams like the Astros uh, that have done well. Yeah, I mean, and Chris, appreciate the call. We're up against the clock here. Uh, no doubt. I mean, I think Dylan Cruz, if something, look, the Pirates do goofy things at the top of the draft uh, in terms of signability and how much money they have to pay. I mean, Dylan Cruz, to me, I, I, from what I've watched in college baseball at LSU, when I watch him, he looks the part. Uh, I would go Dollander over the shortstop from Ole Miss unless you're moving in positions uh, or you're going to move Abrams' position at some point. But I would go Cruz and then probably Dollander uh, at the top there at one and two if I'm the Nationals uh, because Dollander throws that thing hard. The only problem is when you got a guy that throws that hard, you're hoping at some point that they don't get hurt. 301-230-0980. Touchdown at 10 is next on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.